Hi guys, so this week's podcast I'm actually recording out of a new VIP bar in Leeds City Centre called Hush and I'm doing all their branding, marketing and all their gold cards and yeah, as usual, I'm just trying to fit every single job that I have into one. I've literally just got back from a really nice weekend away as well, took the kids up to a lodge in Ripon and oh my god, it was great, like seriously really great. So it was so hot and honestly I felt like I was abroad. We had a little lodge with a hot tub, a couple of friends, kids together playing and oh, it was just great. I feel like because I've worked the whole way through lockdown as well, I'm at the point now where I'm really ready for a holiday but obviously we can't really go anywhere so I've not really wanted to take too much time out of work because I'd rather save my time away from work to actually be able to go on holiday and do nice things and not just like waste it. So... This weekend was perfect. I feel like it was well needed. Quality time with the kids away from work. I've literally done zero work the whole time that I was there. Had a couple of wines, got in the hot tub, little photo shoot if you've seen on Insta. And yeah, the kids just went wild. It was honestly perfect. So guys, check out Cedar Retreats. Uh, We booked it through a guy called The Hotel Man. I have tagged it all on my Instagram. So definitely check it out. If you're looking for a little weekend away, it was perfect. So yes, I feel refreshed after my week in a way and now I'm back on the grind so I'm up at a hush today just doing a few little bits um you'll be probably be able to hear the music in the background from downstairs because there is a private event outside today but yeah it's really exciting I feel like now I'm working on so many exciting projects and it's just great to watch it all unfold and come together so hush is going to be beside mook it's a gold card only members bar and honestly it's looking great it really is I'm kind of just looking around now thinking imagine when things are back to normal and this is going to be full of life like it's so exciting and I feel like the end is officially in sight right it is quarter to six and I am recording my podcast you know how I said that I got my life organized I was scheduling podcasts I was ahead of time I was on top of my life well fucking hell I've fallen under again I said to myself yesterday right when I've sorted the kids I've sorted everything out I'm going to put the kids to bed in the hot tub lodge and I'm going to go outside record my podcast with a little wine didn't happen, doing shots in the hot tub, making an absolute twat out of myself as usual. And yeah, the podcast just kind of got put on the back burner. So here I am in the middle of work, recording another podcast so I can bring it to you on time at 7pm because that's what I promised. And I don't like breaking promises, even though we all know that I do it sometimes because yeah, my life is fucking crazy. So yeah, I just thought I'd give you all a little bit of a update on my life. I've not really planned much out about what I'm going to speak about this week. So apart from going away, um, been really busy working. I'm excited because I've got a really exciting business meeting next week. Is it next week or the week after? I think it's the week after actually. Um, as some of you will know if you've seen on Instagram, I set up a concierge services company and it was Dubai based. So my plan was to get out to Dubai as often as I could, work on the business. I would do obviously Most of the work from the UK, my business partner, he was going to do most of his stuff in Dubai. And then every so often we kind of just come together and just make sure that things are working as they should be. So Corona kind of fucked us over. Um, Obviously, we ended up going back into another lockdown at the beginning of the year, which we didn't really plan for. So it put things on a hold. So I've kind of just been posting photos, inspiration stuff. If you follow the page, luxurylifestyle.me, you'll see that we just keep being keeping going with it and just waiting really and then I just had this great idea that came to me so 
if I do say so myself, I am quite well connected in Leeds, which just means like if you can't get a table at a restaurant that you really want to eat at, I can usually get you in there. If you can't stay at a hotel because there's no rooms, I usually know somebody who can hook you up and I'll be able to sort you out. Now, every single day, every day, especially now because things have reopened and if you've tried to eat out somewhere, you'll know it's virtually impossible to get in. Everywhere is just so booked up because obviously the limited spacing, outdoor, social distancing, six to a table and all that fucking shite. So yeah, it's really hard to get in. Now, every single day I get somebody that will message me and say, so I really need a table for two on Saturday. So I need to go here. I want to do this. I want to do that. Even today, for example, I've organised a private event for my friend who's a footballer. Their team actually got promoted um, and they needed like an event last minute because obviously you don't know if you're going to get promoted or not. It depends on the game the next day for an outdoor space which could accommodate all of them. And I sorted it out within five minutes. So I've been kind of working on luxury lifestyle, but the luxurylifestyle.me club So obviously we do still do the concierge services. They will be available for when lockdown lifts and people are traveling again. But now I'm going to do it as a club where you will pay a fee to be in this club and any kind of restaurant reservation, you don't do anything. You just say, so I want to eat out on Saturday and I will put you in the best place and guarantee you a reservation. I'll also make sure you have a great night. You'll get the best seat. And it's kind of just a really tailored luxury club. And I'm so proud to be able to do that. So it's kind of exciting because I thought, do you know what, luxurylifestyle.me, I just couldn't really see a vision with it. I think because of coronavirus, because it kind of hit a brick wall before we really got going, I just felt really deflated and I haven't been doing much with it. So now this is like a, a whole new concierge services direction. We're bringing it more to the UK, Manchester, London, Leeds, everywhere. And yeah, I'm excited because I just think, why do I keep saying I'm excited? That's how excited I am about it. But I just think I do this anyway and I don't get paid for it. I do it anyway. I don't get paid for it. So I might as well now make a business out of it. And it's really good just to know people will give me a call and say, do you know what? You organised that table for us last night. We had such a good time. Service was great. And like, thank you very much. And it gives you a really good, like, it's just nice, isn't it? It's nice that you've been able to do that for somebody that hasn't been able to kind of get or do whatever they've wanted to do that weekend. So, yeah, the Luxury Lifestyle.me Club. That is coming soon. My business partner's managed to get over from Dubai, which I'm really excited about. Fuck me, I need to say, stop saying I'm excited. Um, the week after next, we're going to sit down. We've got loads of exciting... Fuck me, Sophie. We've got loads of interesting meetings with restaurants and bars obviously want to be on board because that just means that... If you come to us, we can obviously partner up with them. Only the best places, though. It's got to be of opulence. And we can put you in the best seat in the house. And nine times out of ten, obviously, these people are influencers, footballers, all different sportsmen, celebrities. So it looks really good for the venue to have them there. And obviously, the customer's happy as well because they've got to eat in their favourite restaurant without messing around, trying to get a reservation. And yeah, so I'm kind of like the middleman for that. And I always love a business where I'm a middleman. I love that. Like, I loved recruitment. I did recruitment for a long time. And obviously, placing a candidate in a, in a job um, and you just kind of being the middle person, making it happen, it's a really... I mean, some people hate it. I absolutely love it. So yeah, that's the direction that we're taking Luxury Lifestyle in. Um, and that is coming well pretty much now i'm doing it right now but i will be launching the club very soon so if anybody's interested in that holla at you gal and i just kind of wanted to do a bit of a businessy podcast because people always say to me like 
what are your income streams? What do you do? And obviously, I do have my fingers in quite a few pies. So I do my marketing, digital marketing and SEO, which is great because I have my full-time one that I do. And then I also do people on the side as well. Can I do people on the side as well? That doesn't sound very good, does it? But yeah, I do help people on the side as well. So I just do it in my spare time. Like I use scheduling apps and things like that. So I can literally just let, you know, when you lay in bed on the night and you flick through Instagram, I will be on later or something like that. And I'll be scheduling all my posts for the week and making sure that my clients are happy, that we've got the same vision. I'm constantly in Canva creating posts. Um, and yeah, I, quite, I seem to get quite a few like construction ones at the moment. So that's like my main focal point. Then obviously I've got my podcast, which is great. Um, I'm actually starting up a spin-off on my podcast, which will be a once a month thing. It's gonna be a membership club. There will be a small charge for it. Obviously that just means that it's kind of worth my time as well um, because I love doing this shit. I really do. Obviously, at some point, I will have to try and charge for it a little bit somewhere just so that I can actually dedicate more time to it because financially, it will be viable for me. Like right now, I, ca- I am getting opportunities here and there, but I do think you've got to be quite clever with the podcast in, how, in terms of how you can make money. So the private Sophie Watkins Talks Club is also coming soon whenever I get it organised. Um, yeah, obviously I've got my cookbooks, my fitness guide. I'm working on another one as well at the moment, which is really exciting. What else do I do? Because when people say to me, Sophie, what do you do? I'm like, I don't really know. There's not really one kind of straight answer because anywhere that I can see an opportunity, I'll go for it, which is good and bad because I'm like, my head's constantly spinning. If you see me, I've said before, I'm constantly on my phone because I'm always kind of doing some kind of business deal or arranging something, sorting something out. So yeah, I'm loving my marketing. I'm loving getting involved in the event side of things and obviously helping people out with restaurant reservations and the concierge services, concierge services because that is, I mean, I love doing that myself anyway. Like, I'm going to be booking my goddamn self in the best places. But yeah, and then obviously I've got my Instagram. Instagram is popping at the minute for me. I'm getting so many great collaboration opportunities. Like, I think I mentioned in the last one that the Shard um, has asked me to collab, like the view at the Shard. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, that's just mind-blowing for me. Lots of great clothing companies that I work with. I'm always open to collaboration opportunities. I absolutely love it. And now I've kind of got a bit more of a skill for it where I'll get on, pack all my shit up, go to Round Day Park and have a bit of a photo shoot. My friend comes with me, bless her. We wrap a a blanket around me and you'll see me half naked in the park trying to change into a different outfit. But yeah, I'm really getting into it now and I absolutely love it. And I just feel generally grateful to be able to earn money off Instagram because... everybody loves a bit of Instagram I mean I've had my account probably eight nine years now so to finally be able to put some more time into it it's really great I did head over to Instagram and say ask me a question so somebody asked me what my favorite biscuit was and I mean I'm going to answer it because I like biscuits and my favorite biscuit is probably going to be a hobnob with chocolate on dipped into tea Oh, actually, do you know what I love? Them little fruit shortcake ones. And I'm not really like a raisin kind of gal, but do you know which I mean? Like the little shortbread with the raisins and the sugar on the top. Yeah, that's my jam. So there you are. So whoever answered that question. Now, somebody else asked me about manifesting and said, do I dedicate a time to manifesting? Now, no is the answer. And I wish I did. And I wish I was more structured with it. But I'm not like everything else in my life. It's just one of those things. One of those things. And I go through phases with manifesting. I've not actually learned the art 
of being consistent with it, which is really annoying. I feel like I'm always on the highest high manifesting every goddamn thing in my sight, or I'm on the lowest low where everything just seems to be going wrong and my vision has completely gone. So I do struggle with that myself. And obviously when I do talk about law of attraction and manifesting and stuff, I do, I'm honest with it and say that I'm no, I'm no expert, I'm new to it myself, and this is just what has worked for me. So it's weird, like I get sidetracked and when my life is really, really busy, I feel like I have less time to really sit and think about what I want to manifest into my life. Whereas in lockdown, it worked a treat because there was nothing to do other than go to work, really. And now my life's picking up pace again because things are slowly starting to go back to normal. And I haven't channeled as much energy into it. So it's something that I'm currently working on myself, but the way that I manifest is it feels so natural. that I'm not thinking in my head, right, I must manifest now. This is what I must do. Because to me, that wouldn't really work. Like, I've got to be passionate about something to believe in it, if that makes sense. So for me, say if it's something that I really want, I'll be driving in my car and I've got the music on and I like daydream. You know when you just daydream and imagine things? So like, I'm, I imagine what I'm doing. So say, for example, my dream house. Like, I will sit in my car and I'll manifest it by, I imagine that I'm driving to the house. I imagine that I'm driving up the drive, I'm going in, I'm unlocking the door, I'm walking in. I can see, I can feel it, not just see it, but I can feel it. And I think you've got to be able to feel your manifestation for you to honestly believe that this is happening. And it's not like a, when will it happen? Or what, how am I going to get the money to do it? Or any of that kind of stuff. It's really just... Yeah, manifesting it, feeling it, believing it and acting like it's already happened. So I just kind of daydream. I daydream when I lay in bed as well. It helps me fall asleep. So I'll lay in bed, I'll, I'll sit on a thought of what I really want to think about. I'll close my eyes and I'll kind of dream it. So yeah, I mean, I'm still trying. I'm still new in the process. Things that I've manifested are crazy when I actually speak about it. Like speaking it into existence is really important as well. So when somebody says to me, oh, for example, I've just started this business, but I'm unsure. And I'm like, no, 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 you're unsure. I'll say, right, you've just started this business. When you've made your first million, I can't wait to celebrate by getting your balloons and a card and all this. Like, speak it into existence like it's already happened. Even tell people. Say, do you know that card that I was talking about? I'm getting that. Yeah, I'm getting it. It's already done. I'm getting it. Talk about it like it's already happened. And if people want to say, oh, she's lying or whatever, fuck them. You talk about it and believe it in your bones, speak it into existence and make that fucking shit happen. I've just inspired myself. I've just inspired myself to fucking get in the car now, go for a little drive and start manifesting some shit into existence. And blockages as well, like the blockages. It's hard because I've, honestly, I've been honest about this as well and said, you know what, sometimes I block myself so much. Like, I will block myself because, for example, my biggest thing, my biggest blockage that I cause is my hearing because I tell myself in my head that I'm never going to get my hearing back. I've been completely deaf in my left ear now for, God, what is it, eight, seven, eight months, I think? Um, since the end of August, September, whenever it was that I was obviously um, in ICU last year. Like... I honestly can never see that coming back. I have severe tinnitus. Is it tinnitus? I don't even know how to say it. Severe. Like, if you could crawl into my fucking head and listen to what my ear sounds like, it's insane. 
But but one good thing that I do feel like manifesting, it's not manifesting, but I think it, it just comes with a really strong, positive mindset, is I tell myself that, that noise doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. It's not part of my life. It's not part of my body. It's just there and whatever. Because I know some people, this really fucking gets them down. And it did me for ages because I've not had a full night's sleep, not one single full night's sleep since um, I've been deaf in my left ear. Not one. Because... It is quite unsettling, and obviously that makes you really fucking knackered, but you've just got to listen to your body. Like, I know when I need a nap, and I'm not afraid sometimes to just drop everything when I ever, when I can get an opportunity to do that, which is quite rare, and just go to sleep and just think, fuck everything, I don't care, I'm going to bed, because I need that for my body, for my mental health, for my mind to rest, just because of how much it can make you suffer. But 99% of the time, I'm very fortunate that this illness doesn't bother me because I tell myself, now nah, this is fine, this is fine, I'm okay, everything's fine, and I try not to, yeah, to sit on the thought and allow it to be part of my life, and I feel like it works like that. I mean, if you've got an illness, it's, I get it, some people are in crippling pain every day, and for me, it's not pain that I'm in, it's just allowed Sounds like the fucking seaside. It sounds like Blackpool seaside in your left ear. Morning, goddamn noon and fucking night, all day, every bastard in day. It's crazy. And now I'm obviously talking about it. It's like it's like the volume's just been fucking turned up. But and it's really weird. Like a lot of people, obviously, if you listen to my podcast, you followed my Insta, you'll know that I am deaf, completely profound deaf in my left ear. But people will do start to notice because. Say if a car door slams, I will kind of like look in the opposite direction as to where it slammed. I'm like, what's that noise? And everyone's like, come from over there because quite clearly they can hear that it came from over there. But for me, a sound can be very confusing at times. Like for example, my mom's got a beautiful house. Her kitchen is fucking huge. Now I, like I'm not rude, but I get so frustrated when I'm in her kitchen and I'll actually ask people not to talk to me because her kitchen echoes so much and there's that many of us in the house that I cannot hear a goddamn thing anybody is saying in that house when we're in different rooms it's fine it's just the kitchen I don't know why it's so bad but people will be like asking me questions and talking to me and I I literally have to say to some guys can you just please stop talking to me because I honestly can't stand it and that's when it does get you down when it's frustrating because somebody's trying to tell you something and um, sorry about the noise, guys. I'm just reminding you that I am recording this from the top of a bar in Leeds while there is a private event on downstairs. Um, but yeah, that's when it does get frustrating when you're actually trying to have a conversation. Now, I also hate, and thankfully I've got three kids, so my three kids are in the back of the car. I'm obviously in the seat. And very rarely I have somebody in the passenger seat. I hate it. Like my best friend, Jessie, she's probably one of the most frequent passenger seat riders in my car. And it's just awful because, like, luckily she knows. She knows. And even if you ever go out for a walk or something, you'll always catch me walking to the right side of somebody. So obviously I can hear them. Naturally, I do it now. Or if somebody ever tries to whisper in my ear, I'm just like, fuck, can't hear you. Because obviously I don't want to draw attention to it and make it part of my life. I'm not embarrassed about it. Like, fucking hell, I nearly died. I'm grateful to be here. But it's just frustrating and I don't want to make it a problem or draw too much attention to it. I just want to get on with it and make the absolute goddamn best of my life, deaf or not. So that is a blockage that I do create in my mind. I do, I tell myself, shit girl, you ain't getting that back. And I kind of just deal with it. But I would love to be able to remove that blockage and actually think that one day I might have my hearing back. 
Now, when I was poorly, my God, I was poorly. Like, I lost my eyesight. My eyes were fucked. Like, I couldn't drive. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't, I couldn't even pick a cup out of the cupboard because it, I had completely slanted double vision. So if I went to pick a cup out of the cupboard... I would, like, put my hand on it. Well, I thought I would, but my hand would literally, like, be underneath the cupboard door, not even inside the cupboard at all. And just, I couldn't even look after my kids properly. I couldn't, obviously, I was deaf in my left ear. Now, when you first lose your hearing, like, I hope this has not happened to anybody else listening to this podcast. However, if it has, when you first lose your hearing, put it this way, mine went sudden, sudden deafness. So I dropped, like, it was the biggest pop, and then I dropped to my feet, I dropped from my feet to my knees and I was crawling outside because I have never, ever felt a rush of sickness like that, ever. Never, ever, ever. Like, I can't even explain it. And obviously, by this time, my eyesight had already gone, so I was pretty much fully blind at that point. I was deaf in my left ear and I was crawling, just crawling, crawling, because I just, I didn't know what to do. And I picked up the phone to my brother and obviously I was positive with coronavirus at that time, so nobody could come near me. Oh, honestly, when I think back to that illness and how bad it was, and obviously at that point as well, a massive part of me was just so terrified because I've not, I've never really spoken about my illness. Um, so I am going to, yeah, I'm just going to roll off and speak about that. But yeah, at the time it was so scary because I'd gone in. I'd been in hospital five days prior to my hearing going and they sent me home and said, you've just got a virus. This does happen with your eyesight. If you have a really bad virus, you need to go home and rest. And I was just getting worse and worse. I did not... It's that bad. Honestly, I'm sorry, guys, if any guys are listening, because this is the biggest off-put of the year. It's that bad. I literally had to put, like, towels and fucking, like, dog pads underneath me because I could not even get out of bed for a wee. And as, like, a young, fit and healthy... 28-year-old woman, you should not ever feel like it's easier to piss yourself than it is to go to the toilet. But that is what I had to do because I could not get out of bed. And then when I was hearing people saying the worst bit about coronavirus when you've got it is the isolation period. And I was thinking, isolation period? Didn't even notice that motherfucker because my head was not off the pillow once. But then obviously it turned out that I'd had meningitis as well. To be honest, I don't think they actually fully know what it was that I had. Um, It was a combination of lots of different viruses and yeah I think they just kind of had to guess what it was really because it's such a mystery still and I'm still under like consultant and special care and I still have to go to hospital appointments obviously they've been put on hold because of coronavirus as well so it has all just been a bit of a fucking nightmare but I've got another appointment on the 10th of May I'm really looking forward to it because that appointment is with the ENT so the last appointment I had with the hearing clinic um, I saw like a neurosurgeon before neurology and they told me that it was my nerve that was damaged it was my nerve that was damaged the virus had killed it and it was never coming back now, then I went to audiology and I had a hearing test and they said, no, your nerve, they did like this thing on my bone and they said, your nerve is absolutely fine, it's your inner ear. Now, obviously, people associate the inner ear with labyrinthitis, which lasts a couple of weeks, so it's definitely not that. And plus, I was put on steroids just as a test to see if it was that and it wasn't. So now I'm back to ENT so they can, um, yeah, like try and figure out what the fuck is going on with this ear and if there ever would be a chance of like an operation or something like that just to see if I could get it back. So for me, it kind of seems like unbelievable. And I think if you don't believe in it yourself, it's never, ever, ever going to happen. So I need to do and try and remove that manifestation blockage. But equally, on the other hand, I think part of me, it's not 
mega important because of how bad it was at the time. I'm just lucky to be here, lucky to have my balance back, lucky to have my vision back, lucky to be able to drive, be around my kids, take care of my children properly. So I feel like the fact that that's the only thing that I've been left with, I choose to be grateful for it rather than choose to spend every day thinking, wow, I wish this fucking noise would go away and I wish I could be back to the 28-year-old girl that I was before that. Um, so, yeah, and obviously the coronavirus is still very new. Um, they're still learning lots about it. I've never, ever met anybody that's had the same effects as me before, so it'd be interesting to kind of put this out there and see if anybody else has felt anything kind of similar. So, yeah, it's all just a bit of a mystery, really. Um, and maybe one day it'll come out with, like, research that other people are in the same position. You just never really know. I am vaccinated now for coronavirus, thank the fucking Lord. I think I was probably, like pretty top of their list to be like this girl cannot do this again um so yeah what a wild time to be alive i've actually got my second vaccine booked in in two weeks so i will be happy just to be fully vaccinated and even if i get corona again apparently it's it does you don't have the side effects half as bad if you're vaccinated so for me that was like a priority to get vaccinated i know there's lots of um conspiracy theories and lots of opinions about it but for me on subjects like that I'm just very blase about it I choose not to be opinionated or I just choose to respect other people's opinions like I wanted to be vaccinated if somebody doesn't want to be that's fine like, I'm not really bothered as long as I kind of do what's best for me and my family and my kids like everybody just wants best for the family and the kids and I don't agree in the whole being so opinionated and starting wars and getting into arguments and stuff like that. I just feel like if we all respected each other's opinions a little bit more, then the world would probably be a little bit of a nicer place. And yeah, I think that's pretty much the first time that I've really gone into my, to my health problems. Um, so yeah, apart from my deafness in my left ear, I'm pretty much sound now. I even went to the hearing um, appointment and they tried like the biggest hearing aid ever in my ear, switched it on and she was like looking at me like, have you seen those videos where obviously people get fitted with a hearing aid and the face just lights up and it's so amazing. I was literally expecting that and I was like looking around like, is it on yet? She went, yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? I can't fucking hear anything. And I thought, wow, if that hearing aid can't save me, Jesus Christ, I'm not sure anything can. Uh, but I would definitely be open, open to an operation if there was one available. But I think it's kind of hard for them to operate on something that they're not really sure what's happened to me um so yeah apparently a collection of about four or five different viruses just hit me at the same time i think i was really really overworked at that point um obviously stressed with things going on um i was going through a massive breakup and adjusting to living in a different country and obviously my dad was very poorly at the time as well i think it was just i was working every hour godsend i think it was just a, new, a number of things that just basically my body was like hun this is too much. And yeah, I went into a bit of a fucking meltdown. So yeah, and I think the actual worst bit about the illness was when I first went in, they thought I'd had a stroke and then they told me I hadn't had a stroke and they thought it was a tumour. So for me, I wasn't allowed anybody with me, no visitors, no nobody because of coronavirus and I'd obviously tested positive at this point. So I was shielded from everybody and it was just so heartbreaking because my dad had gone into hospital and been told 10 months, no, not even that, it was way, um, way less than that, 
prior that they thought you'd had a stroke as well and then that they thought you'd had a tumour. So for me to be sat there and hear the exact same words but know that my dad was at home on end-of-life care in a hospital bed, unable to even get out of bed for himself, it was terrifying, like terrifying and not even being able to have my mum there or anybody there just to sit and take it all in. It was like... Yeah, it was really bad because I had to go through lots of different departments as well. It was, I was constantly getting told one thing and then another thing and it was just so hard to digest alongside being really, really, really poorly. Um, so I just feel for anybody that is, um, yeah, that, that's going through anything like that because it's truly heartbreaking to go through that by yourself and not have your usual support network there, even just to give you a little cuddle or to try and digest the information and help you understand it. But thank gosh, I wasn't a stroke. I had to have numerous CT, CT anagram, MRI scans. I've still got more of those tests coming up as well, just so they can check my brain and see if they can see anything inside there, like the nerves in my ears and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, like I'm still standing, I'm still alive. It was probably the worst thing, one of the worst things that I've ever had to go through in my lifetime. And I'm just glad of that phase of my life to be over. And now I'm just really grateful for my health. I take way better care of my body. In, I mean, not with the wine, guys. Fucking hell, I love the wine. But in terms of really listening when I need a nap and knowing when life's just getting a little bit much. So, yeah, I feel like um, out of bad comes good. And like I say, I am I'm grateful. I'm grateful and I think that's enough for today guys because I've just kind of waffled on and told you a little bit about business, health and answered a couple of questions. So hope you enjoyed it. Next week, promise to be a little bit more organised. This has been Sophie Watkins Talks. If you can subscribe, download, review, rate and all that, really appreciate it. And also, please, yeah, leave me a review on iTunes. I love reading those reviews. They make me really happy and it also does help towards my... um, what is it called? I don't know. It helps towards my shit. It makes me look great. So please do that. And I'm Sophie Watkins 7 on Instagram. If you want to give me a follow, send me a message. And that is all for today. Thank you guys.